Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And I'm Anna, the co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And... On today's episode of the most finely, elegantly curated podcast that ever was. Hashtag never podcast responsibly. Hashtag not true. <laughs> and we're talking about the Capricorn full moon, June 24th, 2021. Yes. Coming your way. The <clears throat> Capricorn moon in me is emotionally cold over the fact that we now do these podcasts forward-facing. Like on a video? On mean? a video, yeah, so you can see it. And that when I listen to you, I slunge and I like do this. And it's really just not a good yeah, look. And so now I, I feel like I have to straight. sit up straight what and else? maybe like turn. Like what is it, cheek? I know. Or well, what, what are these bones? These your are collarbone. Collarbones in we're actually working on building. Okay, we're not building it. Like, it's built. It's a room that's built. We're working on <laughs> building a, a, yeah, a recording room Yes, with cozy chairs and a table to put coffee on. Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, really nonchalantly, real cash, hold a pillow over my mom punch. <laughs> yeah, it has a purple rug in it. It does. And two gray sort of comfy chairs. I mean, they look comfy. They're actually they're not, not really. at all comfy. Wouldn't recommend them to anybody. They don't have like memory foam. No, no, it, no it's like, it's like, it's like permanent memory foam. How like you sit your... in it once and it's like permanently dented. Yeah, we, one of the chairs, we got it. And I think I used it for recording videos one day for like three hours. And I stood up and I was like, that chair looks five years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the days back. we had a team meeting and I sat in one with Riker for oiling of light or I am I oh I had one and because I like to hold things it helps me holding my foot I see that I definitely squished in the other chair so maybe we should sit and see whose butt invented which chair so (laughs) that when we're podcasting we can sit appropriately yeah no and our permanent memory foam chair yeah it was not they're not the best they're cute though so (laughs) they're podcast worthy everything serves a purpose How's your Capricorn moon feel about the uncomfy chairs and the work to be done in them? I mean, I think that my Capricorn moon is like work now, comfort later. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> different from your Virgo sun. I mean, is it though? Well, if I know anything about you, it's that you enjoy your comfort. I do, but <laughs> let me just, let me say, let, let me just, let me just, let's just tangent as we never ever do. We don't do. This is not for tangenting. Bad tangents. I work from home as we do here at the Sisters well, I work here. Yes, and I try to, but it's not going so well. I work at but, this office. But I work from home most of the time because, look, I switched out to a Sharpie. Is that safe? And I sit on the couch because I, as I have shared, 
Sorry for those who don't want to hear the mom stuff. But I have Riker in my arms almost all the time. He won't sleep being put down. He only sleeps in my lap. Half nursing, half not nursing. And I always sit like half sideways, slumped in on a couch, typing with one hand. And so I am usually in a certain amount of pain all the time. So, yes, I... I don't think about what's the most comfortable position for me at that time. I oh. think about what's the most comfortable position for Riker that I can also get my work done. Well then. So I will Color say me corrected. <laughs> well yeah, with this here purple <laughs> sharpie. Um suddenly so this is tired. actually like indigo. Like we hit record and I lost my zest for everything. Because we need <laughs> to have a box of iced coffee in the fridge. We saw this website who has iced coffee yeah. that you put in your fridge like a box o wine but it's okay. a box o coffee so, so sponsor if you want to sponsor us box o iced coffee people this capricorn <laughs> moon we're going to talk about the full moon i promise also though like what is Are the we what's the moon sign like what person what moon sign would have in their fridge side by side a box of wine and a box of iced coffee like what's that person look like all of is it a Sagittarius stellium, but without their moon there? Because I would have a box of wine and a box of coffee. Yeah, but I would too. And I would drink them, like, I would double fist them. I'd be like, well, a yeah. little bit of coffee, a little bit of wine. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm the same way, and I'm supposed to be responsible, except for that Scorpio rising. With me. See, maybe it's the Scorpio stuff. Maybe, maybe that's what this is. Maybe. Because I have a fair that, portion like, of Scorpio deep in my need to, like, burn things down and... So like to to be rebirthed through the sip of coffee and then to burn it back down with the, the wine, wine, just destroy just over it inside while over you're at again. it. Oh my gosh, in a maybe. constant state of death and rebirth. Yeah, Anna sent me this web link and I was like, I want the that. first thing I thought, well, yeah, I was like, I need that. And the second thing I was like, and I don't even buy box. Like I don't drink wine. It's actually a pretty good value. And I haven't done like, it in a while, but it is. What if I had in my fridge a box of wine and a box of iced coffee next to each other? That was where my head went immediately. I think it would make you a forward thinker. Yeah, me too. It would just prove. A real innovator. Everything we've already known to be true about me. Right? (laughs) In all the levels. I agree. So. Let me get drunk and then caffeinate. Yeah. No, that's true. Actually, back in Sarah and our wild days. Sarah and my. The wild days. Um. There is a casino semi-locally <laughs> to us, casino. and there has definitely been more than one occasion where we went, we had the fun, and we walked out getting a coffee and a donut. Yeah, that's always the cure, coffee and a donut at 1 a.m. Yeah. That'll yeah. set you straight. Yeah. So, anyways. Every time. Podcast responsibly. Um <laughs> Anyways, the like bottom of the coffee thing, it's like burnt and black and yeah, like it's been there for a few hours. Yeah, it's definitely not right. <laughs> Just drink that black. Yeah. And eat a donut. Yeah. Suddenly you're gonna be like, I don't know what's happening. I a feel solid sick to my glazed stomach donut. Just home. like a plain glaze. It's like a piece of bread but with that little sugary slathering on top. Everything you need yeah. to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all you need here, probably. Yeah. Okay, I do want to say. About the Capricorn full moon? Yes. Let's see how we can get this on track. Yeah, I am. I'm saying that I wish we need to do a chart stand stand by stand, side by side, analysis of you and I, because we're starting to realize that we're very, very similar. My seventh house. Your seventh house. Is mostly Capricorn. Yeah, but I don't see us 
with like a flare of responsibility. Okay, hold on. I am going to say that while I don't appear to be responsible, really think about me for a second. My entire life is responsibility. Well, it like, is. Like really like pull back. There's not the, the well, like, <laughs> well, so is mine in a sense too. Like we're responsible for families and all sorts of things. So yes, we're responsible people, but like. No, in the day to day, I'm If not, I, I had to put a t-shirt over your head that had a key word it for you, it wouldn't say responsible. I don't even no. know if it would make it in the top five running. And I don't think you would say that about me either. No. I do know what's their seventh house is. Um, is that contract relation? Contractual relationships. Contractual relationships. Yeah. So we've talked about this. How for me with the seventh house, I don't really have. I have. I actually have one thing in there. I forget what though. It's like barely in there. It's right with my Sagittarius Very stuff. Contractually and obligated. Well, that, that's what like because I am. When you think of this idea of responsibility, and then Capricorn, then we think of like seventh house. You know, I am a business owner, and the people I have three family members. Four. My moon would be in your seventh four house. Four family members who mm. are, um, you know, I provide for every month on the <laughs> the booksy books, and then my own family because right. I'm the my husband's a stay at home dad. So, in terms of contractual relationships, <laughs> and my like my moon's not in Capricorn, but. Just having Capricorn in that house. I like how I mean, it shows that, that you're really committed to me. But okay, so hold on, yeah, because the full moon, the moon's going to be full in Capricorn. Yes, it so is. So even though I don't have much, what is in Capricorn for me? I'm going to have to look. I do have one thing, and I'm not recalling. Um, I think just the moon for me. But that is a uh, with that there though. Oh my goodness! So is all my responsibility being illuminated? Illuminate possibility is that what you think i don't know answer oh, no. me i have a capricorn in my second i always forget i have so many intercepted houses that i'm so confused in life i have mm, neptune in capricorn in my second house as well as capricorn moon in my third lines right here we have a file in our work stuff with our team with everybody's birth charts in it <laughs> Oh, let's pull that up there. Just a quick look, see do. Yeah, so, so we know. Oh yeah, my Neptune's at two degrees, Capricorn. So it's barely in there. See, it's in. Oh no, but that's still in my sixth house, though. Yeah. So my. You just have Capricorn in your. Yeah, it's like. My whole seventh house is Capricorn. Yeah. With nada in it, um, but. So for that, though, contractual relationships, this really goes to tell you about astrology and how fascinating it is because I don't have any planets in that seventh house or, like, significant things anyway that would show up on a pretty standard birth chart. But that Capricorn lined up in there definitely does make sense for my life. And what's interesting, too, is what you said about the responsibility thing. Like, in the day-to-day, I would definitely not be, like, Who's the responsible one here? And then put me in charge. But also, though, I would because I am the one that always ends up being in charge. It's just my personality and my, like, day-to-day approach to life Mm -hmm. does not come off as responsible. But if you're in a room of people and you're like, who's going to be the person who's going to keep us, you know, like, like I'm probably going to be the one pointed to. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because that's, like, an essence of me, but it's not my presentation in life. And I have no planets or asteroids in there. But, like, my essence is this person who would be responsible in contractual relationships. Mm -hmm. But that's not, like, my day-to-day life doesn't play out that way. Right. So that's so interesting how that works. 
Yes. But. I'm responsible if we're meal prepping or <laughs> taking care of a, a lot of people in a manner that you might cook for them or provide luxury luxuries and sleeping arrangements, then I'm well, responsible. So Capricorn is the CEO of the Zodiac, yes. we say. Uh, and is that like that that work work person like they mm-hmm. corporate style people they're gonna it's the the seagoat right is that where we're at with um like it's a, it is I just a I don't really understand that but like <laughs> how it's gonna persevere on the sea mountains that's not well, the story at all but I just can't okay, well wrap the my story head it. <laughs> the story the story goes. It's actually more like a satyr fish, I think, technically speaking. Um, I don't know. Mythology nerds don't come at me. <laughs> I think it's more of a satyr fish. A satyr fish. <laughs> because the that const- makes perfect sense. The constellation of Capricorn. As opposed to a sea goat. <laughs> is, I was doing a, a, a chat one day, a class, about constellations. And satyr And fish. we started making jokes about satyr goats, but that's not right. And it ended up being that we were saying it wrong. It was satyr fish. So satyr fish. Uh, the story about Capricorn in the constellation mythological aspect in Greek mythology is, uh, which two, we have two constellations, I think, two, uh, that are relatable to this story. And uh, the different ways that it kind of like came out is the the fight between uh Typhoon, yes, Typhoon, and Zeus. So after so not the sea and the goat. Hold on a second. Okay. So so after the, there's the war, you know, the Titans versus the the, the new gods coming up, like Zeus and all those. Mm. And so there is this whole thing that happens. You know, Gaia is a Titan. Uh, she kind of fights on the side of Zeus and the gods during the war, but then when all the Titans fall and all of her children kind of fall, she has like a moment of like really wanting to defense or passionately defend her children and has one more offspring in the form of Typhoon. And Typhoon is this giant monster with like hundreds of snakes coming out of its shoulders. It has a snake body. It's this fierce, ferocious monster and there's a showdown Zeus and him like toe up and it's like the scary fight and so during this fight you know the other gods and stuff of the pantheon that we know get all kind of nervous and like want to run away because they don't want to be a part of this they're a little fearful they don't want to be caught up in this battle or get hurt during this battle so when this is happening you have the story of Pan who is a satyr oh he is yes he in fear for his life and safety, jumps into the water and tries to turn into a fish so that he can get away. But it doesn't turn out 100%, and he ends up with just a fish tail and still his upper body trying to persevere and get away from this Mm. fiasco. And then we also see this story in the sign of Pisces because Aphrodite and her son um, Eros are trying to get away and they jump in the water together and turn into fish and tie their tails together so they don't lose track of each other while trying to get away. And that's why you have the sign of Pisces and the connected fish. Mm-hmm. So it's a satyr fish. Gotcha. And it's Pan trying to oh. self <laughs> preserve. Like, what's the word that I'm trying to use? 
I don't know. He's trying to uh, protect himself. Yeah. Okay. So, Capricorn. Yeah, that. He's going to get stuff done. <laughs> I don't know. The constellation of Capricorn. And. It's about getting stuff done at all costs. Like, he was going to get away, even if he did not. Mm. It didn't work out the way that he intended. He was still going to get away. Yeah. It was his, he was determined to get away. So, all I could think when you were telling that story was, like, the pan statues. And I was like. I need to get my head in the sea goat story, not <laughs> other things. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not very CEO of you. I know. I don't know why. It's just when you said Pam, because I haven't, I don't know. I guess I wasn't familiar with this version of this story or something. And then I was like, well, because it's the constellation. Pan? Like that Pam? Yeah, it's that Pam. <laughs> that's where my head went. Okay. Yeah. Satorfish. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> the satorfish. The satorfish. Okay. So the the timing of this, June 24th, um, and I love this, like getting things done at all costs because this is right after the solstice, the longest day of the year, midsummer, and then we are moving into the harvest festivals as we've been talking about here on the podcast. But this is a great time to say, what am I getting done like at all costs for so I can harvest in the winter time? Stops. Sater fishing around and put your best foot forward. Exactly. You heard it here. I really need a nap. I don't know what's come over me. <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> well, uh, you can't. You're podcasting. You can't leave me here alone. Who made this schedule? If you left me here alone, the podcast would never end. It's almost like I'm not in charge Because I would never calendar. get to the point. I'd be like, so yeah, in recap. And then it would be like another tangent. I'd be like, in recap. <laughs> I just want to go to sleep right now. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night. I was sound asleep, and then Adam walked in, woke me up, and then at like 5.30 this morning, I was sound asleep again, and another kid woke me up. It's just all too much. All right, so at the full moon, the Capricorn full moon, this is an amazing time to uh, release maybe the, the ways that you think you need to do something and really consider how would a person, how would a person who is going to accomplish this against all odds how would they get that done and then be that person so shine a light on on that and then release the stuff that you think is in your way because mm-hmm. often it's stuff we create for ourselves so that you can have an abundant harvest season mm-hmm. and go into the dark months not worried about running out of food supplies yeah, it may be a good time <laughs> metaphorical <too>. food supplies <laughs> yeah it may be a good time too to not let because it is a full moon and with the moon we do have that kind of emotional side to things or your emotions being tied to things it might be a good call to action too to have really good boundaries and to not let emotions interrupt the work that you need to get done yeah like don't capricorn moon energy is notorious for having strong boundaries and being able to separate emotions from mm-hmm. life yeah there you go and always, we always recommend this. Look at your own birth chart and see what where what's in Capricorn for you. What's going on there? Like I said, Anna's moon. So if your moon's in Capricorn, then this is all extra. Like the, uh, my third house. Any shadow stuff you have going on around your Capricorn moon, it's going to be stronger for you. In my house so. of siblings. This makes so much sense right now. <laughs> your <laughs> Capricorn moon in your house of siblings. And you're sibling over here with her seventh house Capricorn nothing. <laughs> I am in your seventh house. My, my moon essence. is in your seventh house. Yeah. My essence is in your seventh house. 
Your emotions are in my seventh You're, house. You've chosen to be married to me for life. I'm contractually obligated to your emotions. Not even that, but it just, it, it's just—it's more than that. Emotional body. It's, it's more than that. It's more than that, Sarah. I don't know what anything I'm is. I'm gonna have to pull in my Capricorn Moon to separate myself emotionally from this conversation. All I know is I'm really <laughs> tired right now, and I don't I'm know why. Too, it's not because the sponsor who is going to send coffee. us the box of coffee. Hasn't shown up yet. It's too bad there's no one around to bring us coffee either. Well, we could just not. go make some before our class. That's hot teaching a coffee class and it's hot it's outside. True, but it's cool in here. The thing about our office, I often complain about it because I don't complain about it. Doesn't it doesn't feel very It's not my moony. favorite office ever. Like it's a really good size and it's like the price is right for where we live. So there's lots of pros to it. Lighting is sort of a disaster, and it's kind of loud in these parts if people are doing things in any of the surrounding offices, which I'd imagine really sucks to be them, actually, because we're probably really loud when we're here. But we only have one little window in our office. It's, like, small. There's only one. narrow. And our office is pretty big, but it's because our office is built into a ledge. So, like, on our entrance side, we're on the first floor, and, like, you can't get into the second floor, and then you drive around back, and then... That's only one story from the back, if that makes sense, but that's, like, on top of us. So our office, the back half of it, is built into a ledge. So our office, it's, like, 80 degrees, 85. I'll have my air conditioning cranking at home, and it's still hot in there. And we haven't had the air on here all summer. Because we're underground. Because we're underground on one half. So, I mean, it stinks we don't have windows. On the other hand, though, it's really cool in here, and it's quite comfortable, and we don't have to put the air on. If you could... And there's lots of spiders the size of quarters oh. here due to being underground. If there's you, tons of giant spiders, like yeah, giant big spiders. If you could <laughs> apply an astrological sign to the office, what would it be? I don't know. I feel like it would, okay, this is weird. I'm getting weird because these are not the same. It would either be, I would think, like Scorpio uh-huh. or Capricorn. Which is not saying right, but I think because it's built like a traditional office, like there's rooms, there's like a, a, one of those secretary windows to exchange like documents and things. I mean, it's That's very like built for boundaries and right. business, yeah. but also I can't tell if it likes us. If here. it likes us or not, like are these spiders friendly spiders? Is it, like, if we just spent a little time putting in some lamps and, like, making it cozy, would it feel cozy? Or is this office still going to throw a shade? I really can't tell. And that is Scorpio energy. It is. I was going to say Gemini at first, and then when you started talking, I was like, no, it's Scorpio. Yeah, no. I feel like I was going to say it was unsure. Like, it wants to be, like, full of life, but it also wants to be dark and unsure. Maybe it's, like, it's, like, listening because you can hear everything. Maybe it's, like, a Capricorn rising and a Scorpio sun. Mm. But it's like the Scorpio is in the first house with that. Like it's all right there. So you can't really tell it apart and you're not sure what's happening. <laughs> like if it just wants you to get down to business or if it's judging your every move and trying to figure out how to send the world's biggest spider at you. Why don't you do if one just like descended? Right now? I don't know. That would kind of make my day actually. I'd <laughs> be like, now we know. Now we know. Right. <laughs> no, I feel like we need to be watchful. The office it used Ever to be watchful. bustling in here because I would work here, Anna would work here, Anna's husband during like COVID times. He 
worked here because his office wasn't going to work. Um, though he still worked. And so he had like his own office here and we would just be in and out and like the coffee maker was going and it just felt like, you know, trays of smoothies yeah, and coffee. It felt so nice. And then these last two weeks, frequent. Anna's husband's back at work. Anna's home mostly with Riker because he just crawls and it's he just too much well to have others. him here. And so I'm here by myself. And this last week being here by myself all the time and this just all lonely all these spiders emerge like we'd we've had them before so it wasn't surprising <laughs> but they're usually they usually the ones that we see they like jump they're jumping spiders and they come out of nowhere these were different kinds of spiders that i had not seen living in here that were also gigantic and because yeah, you've seen the bodies yeah i've seen and yeah some of them appear to have died on their own so there's we come in they'll be just be like a dead spider what's but anyway, the life cycle of a spider i have no idea but they just were like there was like several of them just chilling, like staring at me, and I was like, "All right, so now it's me and the spiders. It's good. That's how this is gonna be. <laughs> me in our big office with a bunch of spiders. Two years. Oh well, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, but I have known to, been known to live up to twenty years in captivity. That's weird. Our office is a Capricorn rising with a Scorpio sun. And I don't know what its moon is because it doesn't really show us its emotions. And it's probably a Scorpio both. You think sun and moon? Spiders can live into your house one to two years in your home. Yeah. Because they're hiding from you. We have we have at least two different types of spider in here that is that are both the size of a quarter. One is like a wolf spider, I think. And it they those ones jump. Those little ones jump, and they're not little; they're huge, and they jump. <laughs> and hairy, then, they're hairy. Yeah, they're like you can like see their eyes at a distance. And then there's these like really big, like thick black ones. That's what when I came in the other day, there were those were hanging around. I was like, "Hello, spiders! You're just, living here for one to two years and procreating. It's just you and me, you and you and me. It's like Charlotte, that, Charlotte's Web, and everybody's here. left me. Oh, well, <laughs> Hello, darkness." Yeah, that's what it feels like in here. But like our office doesn't have like I would I'm never afraid to be here alone. Like it doesn't have like a creepy feeling. It's just it's really cold in here. It's cold in the winter. We could turn the heat up to like eighty and it will not get warm. That's why we have blankets. But in the summer, it's turning out to be really nice. Yeah, we have a bunch of blankets in here because in the winter it's so cold. Except for the day of our we fifth birthday to, party, it was not cold. It's true. There was something we wrong. Dance up some heat. But uh in the winter when we're not teaching or like on camera. We're sitting here with big throw blankets wrapped around Sarah us. Sarah has some slippers. Yeah, I have slippers. It's so cold in here in the winter, and you can turn the heat up so high, and it just won't catch up. Maybe we it's should so get cold. a heater. Yeah. What's, you know, that whole underground thing that's helping us now? It's not, not doing us, us favors now. in the winter. We're sitting here just, like, shivering. Like, when do I get to go home? All right. Well, Capricorn. Look what's in Capricorn for you. That's what we're both. We want to release and manifest with a full moon always. And coming off of the longest day of the year, um, what is it that you are going to get done at all costs to set yourself up for harvest season? All right. All good things. So what do we got going on? Shadow work. What is shadow work and how to do it? It's our free class. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching it live a few more times after this airs. So be sure to register for that. You'll find the link wherever it is that you're looking at this. And or just, you know, message us, email us. We'll get you that link as well. But our free like one hour, what is shadow work and how to do it class. And uh, it's really when you start thinking about your moon sign, 
you might see that there's like lots of things. There's lots of shadow stuff lurking around and it's the perfect class to come and get your head in the game for shadow work and getting it done. It's a really good class. Yeah, sure that. I go to everyone for support and I learn something new every time. Yeah, me too, just by teaching it and reading the comments. Yeah, it's good stuff. It is good. All right, well, until next time. We hope you have an enchanted rest of your day. Ahead. Ahead.